My guys, my nephews, it is the end of September 2023. My name is Alejandro, and let's motherfucking talk about cars, yo. Hit it, Alejandro. That's that's about it. That's the budget. That's all we can do right about now with this show. Welcome, everybody. Hey, listen, I'm sorry I've been gone. I've been trying to destructure this thing called my life. Right now, I'm sitting in a room that looks a little different from my studio because we are in L.A. We moved, obviously. I'm sure you guys have seen the uh, a few vlogs or not. But we're in California now, and we're staying somewhere temporary, so I don't want to fucking make a studio. This is a great room, and you know how much action that bed sees? None, because no one sleeps here. <laughs> this is why it's my studio. Either way, I have a good show for you guys today. I want to talk to you guys about the present car market. I want to talk about electric cars, and I want to talk about when is the right time to find a brand new car or a used car, because the market is changing like crazy. I don't know how many of you guys are in the market for a car. Uh, I, I guess I'm always in the market for a car. But there's a lot of things changing. And there's a lot of interesting opportunities that are going to open up for all of us. Car nuts. But right now, it's an interesting time. And I want to close this talking about some Formula One. Let's talk about Checo, Red Bull, and the entire thing with Verstappen. Because I think there's a lot of context missing. And there's so many stupid, retarded takes in this world that I just can't take it anymore. I have to make a video. So here we are talking about cars and starting. So number one, you guys know I'm on the market for a new car. I got my Storado not that long ago. I ordered, and I don't know how many of you guys have seen the last video, but I also ordered a Lotus, the Amira. And I'm very excited about that car. That's like pure driving joy, canyon shit, manual transmission, and also classic. The classic Toyota thing, the engine that it has, all of the Lotus stuff basically. Uh, really excites me. So I'm pumped about that. Right now, I'm also in the market to buy Belen. She thinks she's getting a G-Wagon, but she's not. She's going to be getting a, and I'm sorry to do this. Obviously, she can just hear outside of here, but she's probably going to get a Lambo Urus or probably a Rolls-Royce Cullinan, although she really fucking doesn't like that. She doesn't want to drive it every day, so she wants another car with that, but I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. But because we're looking for another car, I got to talk about this right now. The obligated, the uh, the uh, it's my obligation to talk to you guys about the car market and what I'm thinking and what I'm seeing. So obviously for the past two years, shit's been insane. Car prices and used car prices have skyrocketed. Brand new cars are impossible to come by, impossible to get. But now we're seeing that finally prices are dropping. I've been following the market for the GT4 RS, the STO, Lamborghini Huracan STO, the Ferrari 296, obviously the Storado, but the Storado is a different thing. Uh, the McLaren LTs, etc. And I can tell you without a doubt, prices are coming down. And they're coming down fast. Anything below a million dollars, because anything above that, people that have that, have that much money, they, they don't need a loan. They don't need any help. They're good. Those cars are not coming down. Actually, higher-end cars either are staying the same or are even going up. But the cheaper shit, the, the the stuff that people were allowed to buy, extending their credit lines, extending their credits, uh, that shit's coming down now because those people are running out of money. They're running out of savings. They got to make payments that they can't afford anymore. Maybe they got a variable loan. That means that interest rates float. That means that the payment every month is not the same. It goes right with interest rates, right? So if interest rates go up, the payment for Johnny's going to go up and he's going to have to pay more. And Johnny still lives with his parents and he can't pay more. So those cars are coming down in price right now. 
Right now, it's not the right time to buy yet, although we're seeing a lot of prices come down. Lots of them. Lots of them across the board. And the really interesting thing is new cars. New cars are actually going to become for a little bit cheaper than older cars. And the reason why is because if you go to Ford, if you go to anyone, they're giving you incentive programs so that you can buy something that's way cheaper than what's already out there. But the thing is, and the way that they're and, and the way that they made the way that they were able to charge the prices that they're charging right now was because of a shortage of chips. You know what I mean? So because there was a shortage of chips, uh, these manufacturers started producing less cars. Less cars getting to the dealerships. Guess what? More the same demand, prices go up. You don't have to be a genius to understand that, right? So unfortunately for the manufacturers, there's no more shortage of chips. So what can they do in order for them to sell cars at a higher rate? Like, how can they keep doing that? And, the re and, and actually, you know who gave us the answer? The CEO of GM, this woman came out and said, I think her name is Mary. Mary, I'm just going to call her Mary, even if it's not her name. It just sounds fucking hilarious. Mary came out and said, we are not dropping prices in our cars. We're actually going to taper demand. We're going to actually make less cars and keep the same prices. But the problem is there's already enough cars being produced that are sitting in car lots, right? You guys have seen that. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have seen those channels that I always tell you about. The ones that the guy goes into the dealerships and he's like, oh, here's a lot of cars here. There's a lot of cars there. All of that shit. Okay. So if you've seen those videos, you're seeing that there's more and more inventory floating into these dealerships. And if you're also paying attention, there's a strike. There is a strike of Stellantis, Ford, and GM, which is a fucking... And I know this is the workers, and the workers want more money and all that stuff because living in 2022 is quite expensive. But it's so fucking convenient because they can stop producing cars at the rate that they were producing cars it's almost like there's another shortage of chips but there's no shortage of chips there's just no shortage of labor and therefore they're producing less cars and they want and they're going to do this with all of their might to keep prices up here okay so right now what that's that's going to break because there's more cars than there's demand because of interest rates. So eventually these cars are going to get cheaper than the old, like these cars are going to become cheaper than the older ones. But everything is collapsing fast and everything will collapse fast. Not for very long though, I think. That's going to be my guess. This is not going to be a market that's going to stay stagnant for a long time. They're doing this on purpose. Uh, and as much as that is considered a conspiracy theory, they're doing this on purpose. They're tightening up their production because demand is fucking dead. There's no money whatsoever. People in the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen, without any credit, are poor as fuck. They have nothing, no cash, no savings, nothing. And this is not a dig at anyone. This is just the truth. This is how the economy works here. So there's a lot of opportunities coming up because a lot of people will be broke. This is, however, not 2008 all over again. Okay, we have to make it. Uh, we have to make it that statement and make sure that you guys know that there's a difference because they learned from 2008. 
they learn that if there's a crisis and all everything gets sold at the same time, prices drop like crazy and it's really hard to get them up. So because they've learned that, they are releasing everything little by little and they're making every excuse in the book. Like, for example, there's a cheap shortage so that they can keep doing this over and over and over and over again. Okay. So they can keep those prices where they want them. The problem is, and this is something that they 100% will have to deal with, there's not enough consumers that will buy those cars at that rate. It's impossible. Impossible. And there's other things that will happen, but that's not relevant. So right now, you're seeing the most interesting time to be around cars is now. Because we've saw, I think everyone my age, I'm 38 years old, for those of you who are wondering this, um, everyone my age saw the greatest normal naturally aspirated cars we saw the turbo engines really come up we saw the supercharged engines come up then we saw the hybrids get created then we saw the electric car and now we're seeing the electric car being delivered everywhere and at first elon musk did something really smart he related his model as his tesla to a very high-end luxury uh, uh item so everybody looked at the electric car and thought wow Rich people are going to love having electric cars and their cars for the rich. But the reality is the model that Elon has always had and the model that he's now playing out. And this one's going to suck, but the electric car is going to become the car for the poor. Legit. Because now people are starting to understand that if you have an electric car, it's going to be less gas. It's going to be no maintenance. You don't have to do a service every year, which is ridiculous. If you think about it, it's ridiculous. Uh, you don't have to service your car every year, and it's not going to cost you $1,000 or $2,000, whatever it is. And it's just cheaper to run an electric car because it has less moving parts, less moving components, if you will. So these electric cars are now getting to the point where they're so cheap. If they're vertically integrated, and I'm not talking, we'll get to the Lucid, we'll get to all these things. But if these companies are vertically integrated properly like Tesla is, or BYD out of China. Those guys are fucking killing it, by the way. Um, um, if they're vertically integrated like that, and they start making cheap cars like BYD is doing already, and Tesla's about to do with a Model 2, everyone and their mother will have an electric car. Every Absolutely everyone. And they're going to look back and say, why would anyone want to buy? And remember, I told you the electric car was coming and was here to stay. So now I'm the one telling you the next move, which is interesting as fuck. So right now, the electric car is going to become the peasant's car. The everyone can have a car. I'm not saying like, you know, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that's the way we should look at it. And the electric car will turn into the peasant car. Everyone will have one. All public transportation will be electric, etc. Now this, and this is an interesting time because of what's going on too with the uh, price dynamics, right? This will be the time that if you're loaded as fuck, you want to load up on all the naturally aspirated cars that you can that are classics. Right now is the time. Right fucking now. Because between now and the next year, it's going to be the cheapest they'll ever get again. And then they're going to become classics. And now we're getting into the area that I told you guys years ago, years ago, that was going to happen. Where... If you want to pull an electric, uh, uh, regular gasoline car onto the street, you're going to have a to have a special permit, some sort of license. And we're seeing that through policy. Like in California, Gavin Newsom 
Great guy, by the way. Amazing, amazing guy. Sarcastic. Uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor here, the one who's destroyed California completely, has made, uh, uh, has put a deadline for people to be able to just, uh, that, that people will be buying fucking electric cars only in 2035. And also he's going to put another one where he says, you cannot drive your disgusting gasoline car unless you pay. What they're doing is they're basically making everything more expensive, but they're making it look like it's by design of protecting the environment or your food or yourself and all this shit. This is what they're doing, right? And again, I don't fucking care. I don't care about politics. It's not what we're talking about. We're talking about cars and the price of cars and the perception of cars. So I do think electric cars for a while will turn their perception into that's the car for the poor and gasoline cars are going to be the ones that only super rich people are going to be able to get to take out. That's a future that sounds so fucking crazy, but it might just play out. There's one thing that can stop it, though. And that one thing is what's going on with Tesla. You guys saw it. There's a lot of people complaining about uh, how many people are there complaining about like, oh, I bought a Tesla and fucking Elon lower the price. I hate him so much. But if you also had a Tesla before he started uh, upping the prices, you would understand that according to the climate, right, according to the economy, Elon makes the car more expensive or cheaper. Because he's not a fucking idiot. He understands price dynamics in the economy. Whereas Ford or GM or Stellantis have said out loud that they want to keep those prices up. Therefore, they need to keep their mar like their margins are predetermined by all how they operate their business. Now, Tesla operates their business in a completely different way, just like Rivian. Although Tesla is way more integrated than Rivian, you cannot compare the two right now, but Still going to mention Rivian because their dealership model is perfect. As Tesla's dealership model and distribution model is perfect. Tesla's can continue to go down in price and will become the cheaper cars all around. And I actually think the Cybertruck is going to be dirt cheap, like dirt fucking cheap, dirt cheap. Like you won't believe how cheap the Cybertruck will be. It doesn't even have paint. The reason why the Cybertruck looks the way that it looks is because Elon designed it according to what the machines needed to be so that they can produce it in the most efficient way possible. No one, no one in present day history has done that ever in the, in the production of a car, no one. So those cars are going to be disgustingly cheap. And that's going to make Ford, GM, Stellantis model really fucking stupid. Like really fucking stupid. It is already fucking stupid based on 2023 things. But now it's going to be way more notable evident and those guys will feel it. Right now, they have a strike going on. And it's, again, very convenient that this strike is going on right now. When they have two things coming up. One, AI. Everybody knows AI can cut a lot of jobs, but we need jobs at the production line. And jobs in the production line can be cut simply by adding robots to the production line. But that means Ford has to spend more money updating all of their production lines, which is not something that they do. Whereas Tesla, every year, they keep updating their production line so they can make the cars more efficiently better using cheaper materials, more common materials, etc. So this is going to bite them in the ass like hard. Really fucking hard, okay? Because Tesla can lower their prices. You have no idea how much more because their margins are ginormous. Enormous. Enormous. And Ford, well, Ford can't do that 
because they have dealerships, because they have to sell it to the regular regional dealership, because before that they need to sell it to the congregate that goes in here. And before that they need to sell it to, I don't know. So the car sells like five times before it gets to you. That model alone makes it impossible for them to become a profitable company in the future. And that applies for GM, all of these companies. Now, go even further with this and now have your employees ask for 40% more in salary increases over the next years. That means the cars are going to be more expensive and that means they cannot compete at any point with what Tesla's doing. So this is what I want to get to. If there is a point, which I am sure they're at the door right now, I am 99% sure about this. They're at the door right now, knocking on it. And right now, whatever's going to open the door, he's going to fuck him in the ass. He's going to be one of those monkeys that just smells you and then just fucks you. One of those, what are they called? Mumbo monkeys or some shit? Like they have a really great name, a really funny one. So these Mamanka monkeys are going to fuck all of these dealers and all of these brands hard when they open that door, when they realize what's coming. And what's coming right now is they can't compete in today's market. And if they want to compete in today's market, they need to completely restructure and they need to call people like your favorite Ford dealership that's been around for 30 years. They're going to have to call them and be like, hey, we're changing our model because we can make money. So we're not going to use you anymore and we're going to do direct to consumer. They won't. They won't because the dealers are going to sue the fucking shit out of them because that's how they make money. They have all these promises and they need to fulfill all these promises. So making those cars is more expensive. They can't do what Tesla does in the electric field. They can't. Even though you're seeing that these are big companies and whatnot, Tesla secured the batteries, the materials, the production line, everything from the start. And they've gotten better at picking what they're doing every single year with their production. Whereas these other companies are dinosaurs they don't understand and they have to outsource. I know a lot of people think that uh, Stellantis, VW, all of these guys are going to do great with those with those cars, but they're not. They're not. All they're going to do is need more Tesla. And just like they do right now with a deal where you can charge your Ford, not right now, but it, it'll happen next year, right? Where you can charge your Ford, your Rivian, Stellantis, in all of these Tesla superchargers, the same shit's going to start happening with the autopilot. So Tesla really figured out the move but these guys are really going to enter extinction, like hardcore. And the only thing that can save them from this, which is 100% happening, 100%, unless they pay our government officials like they always do, because Joe Biden loves Ford. Loves. He loves Ford and also GM. And he never acknowledges Tesla, which is the craziest success story of the United States as a car maker. But no, no, no. He loves those guys. So let's just say that just because Joe Biden loves these guys so much and adores them, these guys are going to turn around and go like, the electric car is bullshit. The electric car doesn't work. We should end the electric car by law. That is the only way, the only one. You can fucking take it here, take it to the bank, cash it. Cash it. It's as good as cash. This word is as good as cash. These motherfuckers are going to try to make the electric car illegal. And they're going to start, obviously, by saying it's bad for you. It's bad for the environment. They notice that they're giving people cancer in the dick. Whatever they need to say in order for them to stop it. And if they don't do this, I promise you, Ford, 
GM, Stellantis, and every other car dealership that subscribe to the regular model will absolutely go bankrupt. 100%. 100%. Now, let's talk about Lucid. Because I, I, I met a guy that told me, I bought a, I bought a Lucid. I bought a Lucid. And I, I couldn't figure out if he was excited or, like, really sad. And after I sat with him, he started telling me all the nightmare stories about his Lucid. First of all, I still don't understand why people want to buy the Lucid. The prices are retarded. It starts at like $85,000 with the shittiest model. And it goes up to 120 for like the top model. But it doesn't do anything like the Model S does from Tesla. I know. It doesn't look like the Tesla. It's really well finished and all this shit. That Lucid company is the company with the least, aside from Fisker, obviously. Who Honestly, you got to respect Fisker. The balls. The dude, the dude delivered all of these cars. Or, well, all 14 of them, the new ones that he made, that are so shitty looking, that don't do anything, don't, don't, doesn't, they don't have any proprietary anything. He didn't create anything new. And he didn't deliver on anything that he said he was going to deliver 600 miles, the muff doors, all of the crazy shit that Fisker told us for years that he was going to do. He went and just basically got someone else to put together a little electric car. And now he's selling it as his own creation, right? I don't understand how these people, like, you got to give, well, number one, I want to finish that thought. You got to give it to Fisker. It's unreal that there's still idiots that buy cars from them. It's un unbelievable, like, unimaginable. Like, what goes through your brain if you got a Fisker right now, like the new one, like the ocean or whatever the fuck is called? What, what, like, uh, hey, I don't have testicles anymore. Perhaps I should kick myself in the dick a few times in a row. And then make sure to hammer my dick again into uh you know into the desk, and then I'll go buy a car. And then you bought that Fisker. There is no other explanation in the world why anyone would be a fan of Hendrik Fisker other than from his designs. And the fucking thing didn't even get the designs, the legendary designs. The karma looks so much better than this. But did you guys remember, or do you guys remember what happened to Fisker and the karma and all that stuff? He went bankrupt so fast because my guy doesn't know what he's doing at all. And then after declaring bankruptcy, raising billions of dollars from tax money and from private investors, goes bankrupt. Someone buys him for $25 million. A Chinese company bought Karma or whatever the fuck they are now, bought that company, was left with a mess. And even then, Fisker still stole that car and everything and continue to sell. Like, I don't know what else you need, like what people need in order for them to understand like, oh, this is a terrible deal that we're all getting right here. And the Fisker complies with that. Now, the Lucid is a little bit more, it's a little bit more, I don't want to say the word shady. Uh, it's a little bit more efficient hiding that because no one's know any, known anything about Lucid. They've only delivered like 3,000 cars this year. 3,000 cars. They're losing half a million dollars on each unit that they're producing. And why would anyone go and buy a car like this one that has so little testing, so little use, so little feedback compared to all of the other cars just because it's a Lucid? I've never met a Lucid owner that goes like, dude, this car was awesome. I never want to get anything else. Not once. And also, I haven't met a lot of <laughs> Lucid owners. I've met two. Because there's only like 5,000 of them on the streets. Lucid is going to go bankrupt sooner or later. 
The one company that is worth buying right now for other companies would be Rivian, specifically for Ford, especially considering that they invested $700 million. So they made that commitment and then they pulled out because they thought they could make their own electric cars. And now they're losing so much money in each one of those cars that they sell that you have to ask yourself for it one more time. Was that the right choice? Let me answer this. No, absolutely not. So to everyone that's bought a Fisker, to everyone that's bought a Lucid, get rid of it before. This is my advice to you. You don't have to do anything I say, but I recommend it as being someone that's seen all these cycles. That car will be worth absolutely nothing sooner than you think, and you won't be able to get out of it. Call people that bought a Karma. And hopefully they'll pass on good karma and they'll get good karma back. And I don't mean the car. Okay? That's what I'm hoping. And yeah, Lucid is backed up by the Saudi government, but it will not pass Tesla because it doesn't matter what anyone says. Um, when you have someone without vision and without a product that can expand, no matter how much money you throw at it, it'll come to an end. It'll come to a fucking end. And also remember, Saudis are heavily invested into Tesla too. And guess what? They're heavily invested into Rivian too. And guess what? They're heavily invested into Toyota too and Ford. They are. You know, it's called mitigating risks. So do not buy one of these cars. And if you have one, I would recommend you looking and calling people that have a Karma, the Fisker, the old one, and see, ask them, hey, buddy. What happened when you bought that beautiful car that you loved so much back then, but you hate now? What, what happened in between? And then have them tell them the story. The same thing is going to happen to these cars. These are not sustainable models. They're going to go out of business. They're not smart. They don't have any legacy products that they're creating that it's going to be around forever, like FSD by Tesla or the supercharging station by Tesla. They just have nothing. 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 So good luck to that. Now. Before talking to you guys and talking uh, to the people on the chat, I want to talk about Formula One real quick. This is driving me nuts. Max Verstappen, Red Bull is having an incredible season. One of the greatest seasons we've ever seen. With the most wins ever, consecutive wins in one season, they just broke that record. Max Verstappen broke that record too as an individual pilot, uh, driver. And Red Bull has had a winning streak of, I don't know how many races versus one loss. Since last year, that's been unstoppable. Unstoppable. Max Verstappen is driving at a whole different level compared to anybody else on the grid. And if anyone right now thinks that if you put Lando Norris or any driver that's your favorite in that seat and he's going to be quicker than Max Verstappen, he's completely out of their mind. Max Verstappen right now is having his Michael Jordan year. He's the best and the greatest and everything right now on the grid. And combine that with an epic car and one philosophy that Red Bull has. And that philosophy is we are betting everything in this one guy. Everything. And we've found out that working with Newey, the rest of the design team and aero team, along with Max Verstappen, who's incredible at what he does, we can make a weapon fucking perfectly suited and fitted for Max Verstappen. Ever since Max Verstappen got to Formula One in Red Bull, well, Alpha, uh, it, it was uh, Toro Rosso in the past and then got bumped immediately into Red Bull. Ever since that happened, he's only been driving cars with a crazy high rake on the back. I'm sure you guys remember those Red Bull cars that look like they're going to fall forward. Okay, 
this is very important because of that that driving style that Max Verstappen has. He loves the car to be pointy because of that. That means the car rotates really fast when you turn. What can that do? What's the problem with that? The problem with that is that the car is extremely twitchy. Any input you give to the car, the car fucking goes. Like, you want to go right? It's like, you go right. You want to go left? It's not like one of these. It's like, you go left. It's a super hardcore input. And 99% of drivers like to drive with the car more like feeling more of the ass of the car. Having a pointy car is a pain in the ass. There's very few drivers that drive that like to drive a pointy car. There's two that we know about right now on the grid that are really famous for it. Ricardo, Daniel Ricardo, and also Max Verstappen. Basically, everybody else likes to have everything more towards the rear so they can get a good feel for the, for the turning and the exits. It's just more natural to someone. Everyone right now is complaining that they should get rid of Max Verstappen's teammate, Checo Perez. This is the stupidest thing in the world because Checo is number two in the championship right now. And I know a lot of people are going to say, yeah, but he's had some really bad races and bad qualities and everything. Results are results. Right now, Red Bull is doing something they've never done. They've done a one-two with these two guys, and it works really well. Let me ask you this, guys, because no one asks themselves this. Do you guys think Albon, Alex Albon, is a good driver? Fuck yeah, he is. Do you guys think Pierre Gasly is a good driver? Fuck yeah, he is. And guess what? They couldn't hang out. They couldn't hang right next to Max Verstappen. That destroys people mentally, destroys them, destroys them in every sense of the word. And they had to move on. And they had to change them and they had to get rid of them because this is the way that Red Bull operates. They want success right away. Now... Because Checo has had some really bad races. And trust me, the one in Japan was really bad. And I think there's something that we're not told yet. I don't know if he got, like, maybe he got the boot. He, he got put on notice, something. Because Checo was making some desperate-ass moves. And it was a really bad race for him this, this weekend in Suzuka, in Japan. Like, really bad. And everyone has the right to have one bad race. Before it was bad qualifying, this is one bad race. Now, if this keeps repeating itself in the races, then we can have that, that talk later. But as of right now, Checo's number two in the championship. He always makes it up during race day. Every single time. The bad qualities, the bad everything, the bad Fridays. He always makes it up by, by Sunday. Right? Except this last time. And I want to say this. Anyone saying that they're going to put Ricardo on the seat. Has, are you, have you guys lost your mind? He sucked balls for two years straight. Two years straight. He sucked dick. Absolutely mega suck dick. No? Why is he now? Oh, he drove the simulator. This is Ricardo 2.0. No. No, 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 no. You're complaining about Checo driving like shit for a few races. But you're forgetting and forgiving Ricardo, which I like Danny. I'm just putting this in context, right, for everyone. You're forgiving all those 24 months that went by of terrible bad racing and saying no it's just because you haven't seen him racing in a while no he, sh he should have that seat that is fucking stupid the second thing oh red bull wants to put a lando norris or another a-class driver next to max verstappen red bull's philosophy is i'm gonna build the car and adrian new is here to do whatever max verstappen says although adrian new is a monster on his own right 
But Adrian Newey also understands this, and this is why they like it so much. Because they are the only team on the grid, the only one, that is completely developing the car for one driver. And this is what people don't understand when it comes to that. How can Max be so fast, but Chico can't? Because think about this. Imagine if Max Verstappen had the weird thing of having two left feet, both, right? And he played football soccer. He played soccer with those both feet. And Red Bull makes the shoes. So they would have to make two left, leftness shoes for Max Verstappen, two lefty shoes for Max Verstappen. And for Max Verstappen, that works. And he can score from everywhere. And then you bring someone else into Max Verstappen's team that has regular legs like all of us and regular feet like all of us. You put them on that Red Bull, but you say, we're going to need in that Red Bull team, but we're going to need you to wear these lefty shoes on both feet. It doesn't matter how good the other person is. It's still fucked up because it's not made towards their body, towards how they walk, nothing. And the same thing is happening with the race car here. I don't understand why that's so hard for people to understand. And now going into the second, because of this, because they're making this car so good. And they did it with Vettel too. Back in the day when they won the four in a row with Vettel. They did the same thing. They focus on one guy and they give everything to that guy. All of the bets are on that guy until they get someone that's way better than them. Period. So I don't understand why people think that Red Bull wants to bring another number one driver into their lineup. This is the stupidest thing ever. Why would you want to compromise what you got going on with Max? Why? Why would you want to compromise that so you can drive Max Verstappen crazy with another guy when you can have a good number two? And now, if you understand this and you know this, who could be a better number two than Checo? Nobody. Without Checo, I can argue, I can arguably say that Max wouldn't have that championship, the first one that he won in, in, in Abu Dhabi. And the reason why is Checo held Lewis for like four laps more than he should have held them up. And when he did that, he secured Max an advantage, and then everything happened. So without Checo that season, Max wouldn't have one of the three championships I'm considering that he's winning this one in Qatar. By the way, I'm going to be in Qatar. See you guys there uh, to watch F1. Uh, he wouldn't have that extra championship. He would be the one in this one right now. So I think it's the dumbest thing in the world to treat everything the same and not to understand what each team does in their own capacity. Red Bull is a one-man's team. Not even, not even Mercedes does this. I know that everyone thought that Bottas was going to be a great number two. I think, I, I, cons I seriously consider that Bottas was an incredible driver at Williams. And people just never under, uh, people never estimated or people underestimated how good Lewis is and how fucked up it is to compete against Lewis. And then Bottas just became a comfortable number two. But now they brought Russell. Russell is promising as fuck. Like, that's like bringing Lando Norris to that team, straight up. It's incredible. And they have, like, a car that goes and develops for two drivers. Obviously more biased towards Lewis Hamilton, but it's for two drivers. Whereas Red Bull just goes one side completely 
and they go all out. And you can see this on the patterns of the of each season. At the beginning of each season, Checo wins a couple races. And after a few races of that, the car just goes onto Verstappen's way, and then Checo never catches on until the end. We'll see if this time is going to be the same. But two out of two out of two has been like that. So I think this is going to be the third time that he's going to work out like that. So again, I just don't see how on earth that'll make sense for 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 Red Bull to get rid of his number two guy. That's an incredible number two. Checo's never lost against against any teammate except for Jensen Button and also from uh, uh, by Max Verstappen. He's beaten every single other guy every single year. He didn't forget how to drive. He's driving a car that's just meant for someone else. He's driving with two left feet. And that's really fucking hard. My name is Alejandro Solomon. And this was a chat about cars. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm a little rusty. So you guys got to forgive me. I'm going to listen. I'm going to read a, um, a little bit here of the comments, if it's not crazy, and see what's going on with you guys. It's been a while. If you have any questions, hit me up. Let's go. Penis points. Cha-ching. By the way, we're bringing penis points back in a different way. Free, fun. You guys can win some stuff. I think you're going to enjoy it. They're, they're, they're also not going to be called penis points. Avi does, by the way, Carl, Avi doesn't have his dealership anymore. I hit him up as soon as I knew that I was coming to LA. And he told me that he closed it. And, and I looked it up and he did. And when I asked him why, he won't reply. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to go see Avi. I want to see I want to see him. I want to see what's going on. Farhan, what's going on, my brother? Isaiah, is there any of your old cars you would buy again? Performante GT2 Tours? Nah. I don't I'm I'm not a big uh, uh I'm not a big I already had it want to have it again guy. I already did that a few times and I always end up getting rid of the car again because you fall in love with something once it's gone and then you forget why it was gone. And then when he comes back, you're like, oh, so no. This dude spitting facts and only has 220 viewers. Well, we got to build, build up the, the viewership here again. You know, I've been gone for like four years. Do you know the MG Cyberster? No, I do not. But sounds really cool. Poor people can't charge it at a condo or in a trailer park, can't afford permits of electric cars, and they're traveling long distances for work. That's right now. You, you make a brilliant point. That's right now. Not in a few years. Not in a few years. They're making it so that everywhere they need to put these chargers and shit. Right now, the time to pursue a VC-backed back startup. I mean, it, it's a great time to be investing. I, I have a, a a VC and we're investing in some stuff right now. No one, like you can get some crazy deals right now and you want to look for shit that's like cash, cash flow positive. Why would you buy an electric car? Dude, I love electric cars. I, I really do. My Tesla is one of my favorite cars I've ever had, period. The Model S. It's so good. It's so fast. It's so smooth. It drives itself. When I'm tired and I just get on the freeway and I'm with Belen, it is the greatest thing, especially in California. In Texas, I had like little tiny fucking ass roads. In here, you just put the car in uh, uh, autopilot, let it go, dude. You're just sitting there chatting, like not fucking thinking about like, I'm so tired. It's amazing. 
Amazing. The best deal is an older Model S with free supercharging. I have that. How can you live in Cali? Still, madness. Well, it's not still. I just came back, sadly. Guarantee 75 or 80% of EV haters have never driven one. I, I think so. I think so because they're so good. They're so good. I bought a Model S in 2015 and they facelifted it a year later. Took a 50% haircut. But I'm not retarded, so I don't hate Elon. The same thing happened to me with the Model X, Farhan. But you don't feel so bad. The same shit. It was identical, but it was not that they changed the model. It was that they did the, remember, when they were like, oh, some cars will have the cameras from now on, and the older ones don't. And that did the same thing to my Model X. It means your economy videos, but cars are awesome too. Lucid is great, but their future is questionable, if you ask me. I think so too. I installed solar panels on my Model X, and I drive it for free too. Can you do that? Uh, it's like when quartz watches were released. They were super expensive. Oh, yeah, and mechanical watches were affordable. Now it's the other way around. Guess what might happen with cars? It's this, this. What a great fucking analysis, dude. Great analysis. Absolutely. Mexico was destroyed a long time ago and rebounded again and was destroyed. It's a political economy cycle. I don't know what that has to do with this. You should buy an RS5. <laughs> no, this is not pre-recorded. We're here. Bonobo, yes, those are the monkeys that fuck each other all the time. They just need to see each other. It's like, hey, you want to go? Yeah, let's go. Monkey sex. Hey, Sal, I just drove my new Ford Ranger. It's unbelievable that they call it an improvement. It's not good. Is it not good? I see. I can't get an electric car worked on within 200 miles of me i mean some people are still in the middle of like a place where you can't but for example in california it's getting very 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 impossible not to find the charging station only lucid i love is sapphire <laughs> nobody's going anywhere in small america lucid making a beautiful car we need an old turbo diesel i agree dude those are sick cars uh, the real thing is here. We don't produce enough power to even charge these things. Electric for, is for soccer moms who don't pay their own bills. Now, this is not true. The electric grid is completely fucked up. I invested in an electric company that's actually uh, reworking the grid in Latin America and Europe. Uh, we started in Mexico. Now we have an office in France. It's pretty fucking cool because France is giving us a lot of incentives. So I'm a little versed in this. The grid's problem is that we don't have a way to store the energy. The grid produces enough energy to be able to handle it. The problem is storing that energy. So a lot of energy just gets wasted and goes nowhere. Therefore, there's brokers for that energy that's uh, excess energy, if you want to look at it like that. And those guys sell it left and right. But there's a lot of energy that doesn't get sold and just gets lost. Also, the regulators for the, for the grid are terrible. They can't handle like the power. It actually, if you've been in a house where the power goes like, that's the grid. That's just poor, poor, poor management of power. So I invested in a company called Biosol. And they these guys created a solution within software, batteries, blah, blah, blah. So what we do is, if you have a huge company in Mexico, you call us and you tell us, hey, I want to, I want to, you know, I have a ceramics company and I spend $10,000 in power a month. 
I want you to come over and take it over. So what we do is we come in, we do all of your solar, we install all of the, uh, the batteries, and also we put a proprietary, uh, we give you our proprietary software and app so that you can manage all of the power and so that your power becomes stable as fuck. So on that, we have $140 million right now worth of contracts pending to execute. So it's, it's good. I understand this shit. But no, uh, and this is changing. They need to update the grid everywhere. And Elon Musk, this is something else that people don't understand. Elon Musk is upgrading the grid in, te in Texas. And the same thing is going to happen everywhere in the United States. So that type of company is going to do really, really well. That's why I'm sticking to Tesla. They're much cheaper, but the quality is meh. But I don't mind it. I don't mind it either. I love my I love my Tesla. I know that you can see some gap things here and there, but who get like if I show my wife the car, she never looks at it and goes like, oh, the gap, the panel. Like she she hated the car at first, like the Teslas, but now she's got the Rivian parked outside. She never fucking takes it out. She loves taking my Tesla. And I understand. It's fucking dope. I don't agree with them going bankrupt. I'm a Tesla owner. In Rhode Island, the electric company raised rates by 70% that took the advantage of owning an electric car. Noah, I agree with you. But now consider the following. Oil has skyrocketed in the past few weeks. And you're about to feel that. And people that are paying a lot of money for their electricity is going to look like nothing compared to what people will be paying for diesel and fuel in, the ver in a very short time frame. So watch the fuck out yo what about faraday Friday? are you talking about faraday future yes you are yeah farham i think they are yeah it's the biggest scam in the world ever ever um not gonna lie this all sounds like someone who has stock in tesla talking i also have stock in tesla i have stock in rivian and other shit uh but I don't buy based on what I love. I buy, well, I do buy based on what I love, but I do buy on the advantage. And I know for a fact, as a business owner of many businesses, I can tell you for a fact, the, the Ford model and the regular GM model and all of those models are not sustainable. They're going to go bankrupt. They are. And they can't do the transition to electric because they haven't figured out what Tesla has. They haven't. A lot's going to change. That's right. Buy an i8 xDrive. I like the i8. Every now and then I feel a little gay and I want to buy an i8. But then I just suck a dick and then get over the feeling. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> How do you guys feel about the Mercedes? Uh, the EQS, the EQG, like all of those ones. How do you guys feel about it? I want to know. Yeah, we already sadly talked about the Fisker Ocean. Not good. Not good. If I could only swap places with Ali, my F1 knowledge for his business sense. <laughs> my sister just bought a Model Y Performance, and I actually really like it. The Teslas are great, man. I, I Honestly, and they take like a big, big space in your heart, man. Big, 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 big space. Just get the Nevera. I so listen, 
obviously, obviously, I'm a big fan of Mate. Uh, I love everything that he's doing. I'm very proud of him, too. Uh, from my first, not my first, but one of the first meetings I actually had with him because I was trying to raise some money through a friend that eventually gave him some money for him. And Mate goes like, what do you want? I was like, nothing. I just want you to build me an electric Bugatti. And the fact that now he's the CEO of Bugatti Remax, like how crazy is that? So proud of this motherfucker. I would love to buy a Nevera, but not right now. There's no way I'm sinking 2 million bucks in that. Like right now, if I'm buying anything that's going to be legendary, it has to be a gas powered car. But to be honest with you, I'm not in the market for anything crazy right now because everything I'm buying right now is cash. I don't want to deploy 2 million bucks in cash onto something that might depreciate or not. I want to buy houses right now. Not right now. Soon. Or almost right now. There's some deals out there. So I want to focus more on that. The Nevera right now makes a hard argument. You need to have excess money. And I love the Nevera. Don't get me wrong. If I had excess money, I would do it. I just don't have it. Um, if I was going to spend $2.5 million today in a car, I would buy something like an AMG One or something Probably a Valkyrie, although Valkyries are more expensive than that. But I'd probably go in that route. Something epic, legendary, old school, regular, naturally aspirated, because I feel like they're going to blow the fuck up in price very soon. My uncle has an EQS. The interior is badass, but I hate the exterior design. I do think the exterior design is terrible on the Mercedes. They should have just done the same car. The S-Class, electric. The G, electric. Like, the G, they're doing electric. The, the ML, electric. But instead, they're going through, like, lens of hard work to make these cars so fucking ugly on the outside. EQS is a great car. I'm dying to go see... I'm dying to go drive them. Audi e-tron is the way to go. I like that now people like this shit. Ale doesn't know it was Ricardo who whipped Vettel right after his four titles. Of course he... Uh, was it Ricardo? But Vettel... My problem with... Um, with Vettel and also Ricardo had like a hot stage. That's when Verstappen came in. Um, the problem with with Ricard with Ricardo was he wasn't Max Verstappen. Like he was a great driver for his era, and specifically in Red Bull, because that car was tailor made for that dude. And I'm not saying he doesn't have any skills, but just like Vettel lost it at some point. And all, honestly, I I I think it's a very mental thing, right? When he, when you're talking about like very tiny milliseconds. I think it's a mental thing. My biggest, my biggest problem with with Ricardo is he lost it, just like Vettel did. And it doesn't matter what people think. If Carlos Sainz is spanking Leclerc, why was Vettel struggling with them? And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, because the whole team was geared towards Leclerc. Well, it still is. And Sainz is showing people he's one of the most underrated drivers on the grid right now and has been for years. In my opinion, I just think Ricardo at that point, when he saw when Red Bull saw Verstappen and they knew what they had, they went that way and just Ricardo couldn't just deal with the second spot in the team because he was hot. He came in just like you're saying, fucking hotter than Vettel after winning four titles in a row, dude. But also, by the way, I'm I'm not just for everyone that's watching, I'm not claiming to be an expert in Formula One. I, I just invested in a company too that sponsors, uh, not sponsors, that represents race car drivers and whatnot. Obviously, I've been into racing for a while now, now, and have some shit to do with that. 
but I'm learning every day. I don't know much of the history and I'm always opening to learning more, but so far so good. And I like to talk about it. You know, I also don't know anything, uh, everything about cars, but I like to talk about them. And that's why we're here. If you want to look for experts for anything, there are many channels where people that consider themselves analysts and shit. I'm just the guy that talks to you guys because I feel like we're friends. Because trading think it was like, what? Think it will last. Because trading think it will last. Sorry, I didn't understand that. Are you planning to have an electric Helgato? No. <laughs> Dude, I used to watch you religiously like six years ago. This is a, ma a massive throwback. I haven't seen you in a while. Thank you. I appreciate you. I have an EQS 580. At this price, at this price range, I wish it had softer clothes since the doors are heavy. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you shitting me that he doesn't have soft closed doors? I need to go to Mercedes. I need to go see Yvonne. I need to go see Yvonne. Holy fuck. What about the yoke? Like it or hate it? I love it. I Every time I'm driving my Tesla with my yoke, I feel like I'm fucking Max Verstappen on the racetrack. Even though, and I also, by the way, because I have no gears or anything, I have to do like every time I'm braking and blends with me, I go, bam, 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 bam. She goes, shut the fuck up. No, I won't blend. I won't. Because I feel like I'm Max Verstappen with my car. The EQS doesn't have a front. Lucid Air is 25 centimeter, uh, centimeters shorter. Imagine Lucid had done the chassis and the drive for the EQS. How large the front and cabin would have been. All right. This is what I'm saying. How are these companies not figuring out the spacing and where you're putting the shit in the car after they saw the Tesla for so long? Why would you, and the Rolls Royce is the same, by the way. I, I went to look at the Rolls Royce, the, what the fuck is it called? The electric one. I, I forgot. I went to, Spectre. I went to look at the Spectre. Don't get me wrong. Beautiful. It's a Rolls Royce. But I feel like that car, when it comes out, it's going to have so many fucking electric problems. So I can't, dude, Rolls Royce can't even fucking do Bluetooth right. Okay? Maybe now they can. Maybe. Maybe, but that electric car, that electric Rolls Royce is a big car. I don't know. And I don't understand how they put everything on the front the way that they did. What a waste. What do you think of the rear design of the Lucid? I feel like that's the worst angle. They, it is. It is not a big, altogether, I'm not a big fan of the Lucid. I don't know why to me it looks like a sandwich. Am I the only one that sees this? Please let me know in the chat. Are you guys seeing the sandwich? That I see when I look at a Lucid. And why do we see a sandwich if you do too? Mercedes EQ cars are amazing to ride in. But they look like suppositories on, on wheels. I agree. I completely agree on the way that they look. I haven't been in one. So I'm, I'm excited now because I didn't even think about that. What if Mercedes made a CQS? Would you still buy it if it's better than the Model Y? Dude, I... I am not married to a brand. I hope you guys know that. I, I don't go with one brand and go like, this is it. I'm the first one that jumps into the other train when the shit gets like really good. And I'm not afraid of it. I know a lot of people don't like that. When I used to bash Ferrari, because when they made the 488, I thought that was the ugliest, most stupid, dumbest move Ferrari had ever made with a car. I vocalized it. I made videos about it. Ferrari got pissed. People got pissed. But when the Pista came out, I bought one because it was so good. 
And all of the other cars that came out afterwards were so good. I tried to get a 296 GTB, even a Spider. And I talked to, by the way, believe it or not, guys, things have changed quite tremendously for, for your boy. And I love Ferrari, and Ferrari loves me. I love the guys at Ferrari, the marketing guys, all of them, all the way to Italy, all the way to the, the United States, Mexico. They're my dogs. I appreciate the fuck out of them. And I think they're doing a hell of a job right now. Hell of a job. Look at what a change they've done and they've made. Same thing with Lamborghini. Same thing with Lambo. I think they've changed and they've done things so well. And we got to always recognize these things. What other nice electric SUVs out there besides the Model X? I, I, I think the Rivian is really nice. The R1S. I think that's beautiful, dude. It looks like a Range Rover but in a Rivian, and that's pretty good. Solterra doesn't have a frunk either. It houses the battery and wakes the shit up. I don't know what that is. I'm in love with Lucid, but the rear are just dumb. Model 3 level dumb. Uh, damn, ads in the live stream? What the fuck? I'm not YouTube, my friend. Are there any interest in the 911 ST? I love, by the way, that's the new 911R. A lot of people might not know this. That is the new 911R. 911R to me still is one of the greatest cars Porsche has ever made. Ever. Ever. I think it's still at the price that they're at. They're underrated as fuck. You want to buy something that will skyrocket? Who called that the Courier GT was going to go up exponentially in price once it crossed the million dollars? And did it do or not? Who called that the 4.0 was going to be a million dollar car? Sooner than people thought. And did it happen or not? This and the 911R are going to be, uh, at least the SE, I haven't driven it. And I don't know anything. Like, I don't know much more than what everybody knows. I need to drive it, feel it, blah, blah, blah. But the 911R, wow. Wow, wow, wow. My biggest issue is that nobody's investing in the infrastructure. EVgo has limited access in my area. Well, the problem is that they lack that vision to invest in the infrastructure and Tesla had to do it for everyone years before everyone else did. And they didn't even understand that. Ali, do let's talk about cars. Your podcast of the cars you regret not buying uh, when a deal was offered to you. I would love to hear those stories, dude. That's a Richard Dick. No, uh, I appreciate it. That's a great, that's a great, great place to go with this. Uh, cars I regret not buying. I have a lot. I have a lot of stories here. So thank you. What makes a great driver? Speed. Fast. Fast, fast, fast. And also head. You need to have a cool level. Like... You need to be cooler than ice, dude. Cooler than ice. These guys have a crazy-ass mentality, and the games that they fuck with each other with, or they play each other on, they with, oh, fuck, I'm lost. The, the, the mind games are sick. Sick. Am I going to F1 Vegas? Yes. I'll see you motherfuckers there. What do you think about the Gordon Mary T50? I... Personally, don't like the way it looks, but I would buy one in a second. Like, for example, if I had two and a half million dollars, and let's say that the AMG one is unreachable, 
And let's say that the Valkyrie was unreachable. Because I'd rather have a Valkyrie, for example, because Adrian Newey designed that shit. Do you understand the weight that that has, at least in my point of view, as far as making that choice? Like, I would go Valkyrie 10 out of 10 times. 10 out of 10 times. Uh, but if I couldn't get any, any of those and the T-50 was around that price, I would buy the T-50. Because he is the fucking guy who made the McLaren F1. You can see the McLaren F1 in that car. Sounds great. Thoughts on the naturally aspirated facelifted C63 in terms of value and drive experience. Jake, I had the Black Series from that era. Whoa. Whoa. I love those cars. I think those were so much fun. Like the really rear bias cars, like fucking everything to the back. Lots of noise. Those were my favorite. Those were my favorite. Aren't you burnt enough franking of the 911 ST? How much are you betting that they're going to do the same thing that they did with the 911R? The 992? But it's different, though. I think this is what people don't understand. Unless you've driven one, you won't get it. It really is like a, a, a throwback. It's like you're driving an 80s, 90s car, Porsche, but with all new shit. That's where it shines. It's not so much that it's the same car because if you just look at things on paper, there's a lot of things that look the same. But if you have that experience, it's like what Horatio Pagani does. I regret so much not being in the mental place where I'm at and in my life when I bought the Pagani. And I think I'll buy another Pagani eventually. Uh, that's something I would also buy. The reason why I say this is when I came up in the car scene, if you will, but I was in the car market, or I'm more like I came up in the car market. And the first thing I noticed was like all the horseshit that magazines were saying to everybody. They were full of shit. So I started obsessing with like getting the fastest car, getting the right numbers, because everybody was lying. And at that point, when I got the Pagani, I was looking for the fastest. That's what they sold me on. That's what they told me on the magazine. That's what they would say. And it's not. The Pagani is an incredible driving experience when the fucking car works. I love you, Horatio, but it's true. When the car works, it's something different. Like the noise from the turbos, the cabin noise, the way that it feels. Like you can feel the weight of the car as soon as you move the stick. It's a delicious experience. But it didn't make me whole at that point because the 90 team was so much better. And right now... I'd rather have a Pagani than a 918, whereas before I'd rather have the 918 than the Pagani. So I think the same thing happens with the 911R. The 911R, dude, is such a fucking good throwback. Like if you like, if you like going back to your childhood and remember happy times, that's what it feels like. That's the best way I can describe it. How do you feel about the non-Tesla electric infrastructure? It's absolute garbage. I'm in San Antonio. I just bought an Audi Q8 e-tron. And I'm bummed that there's only one EA station in all San Antonio. It is garbage. Like with the Rivian, we're having that problem. And Belen, this is why she doesn't want to drive it. And she wants to drive the Tesla now, which is an interesting pro uh, problem, if you will. Because it's not really a problem now. So, uh, yeah, the fuck it. It sucks. Just get the Gamera. Can I say this one more time? I love, love that Christian von Koenigsegg is an innovator, that he has the balls to do what he does. 
I love the design of these cars. I love what they represent. But there's no continuity with that man. I don't like that. I, and everything and anything in my life experience tells me that continue, it's not continue, continuity. It's not continuity, but maybe it is. But what Porsche does, they make that 911 every year and they slice it, slice it, slice it, slice it and make it better and better and better and better and better. With Christian, it's like, oh, hey, guys, I got the dark matter machine that sucks your cock. It's like, oh, wow, that's incredible. Comes out with a new car and you're imagining, right? Because that uh, dark matter thing that sucks your cock had all these problems. You're thinking, fuck, yeah, I'm getting the second edition and that's going to have the perfect dark matter thing that sucks your cock and it's going to work great. But then he changes it to something else. Now it's the white light that sucks vaginas. And you're like, dude, this is a completely different fucking thing. You need to continue to develop these things and put them up and sell them to other people. I actually think Christian is very lucky because his designs are so beautiful and the concept of what he sells is great. Is it really what he sells? No, but I think it's great. And I, I, I learn how to love them in a different way. I just, it's, it's, it's such a hard, uh, it's so hard to go Koenigsegg in that sense. That's going to happen. There's no doubt. The lettuce wave in the taillight in the Lucid completes the sandwich look. Uh, yep, it's a burger. It also looks like a burger. It also looks like a burger, that Lucid. You think Manny selling courses so can have a wider, accurate reading on the market? I don't know anything about that. Does Belen like the Puro Sangre? We haven't seen it. We, I, I've seen it in person. I went to, uh, I went with Greg to another Ferrari, Clienti, blah, 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 bullshit thing with the FXX case. By the way, awesome in Austin in the, uh, in the F1 track at Toda. And I saw it there, but I didn't want to go in. There was like a lot of YouTubers filming it and shit. And I, I didn't want to like walk in front of all of that um, just because I didn't want to ruin their vision. Mostly, that's why. But uh, I haven't seen it. I'm dying to go test drive it. And now, well, we'll go back to Austin to do that with Keith. Fuck. Ferrari Beverly Hills. I'm just kidding. Our man went from Ferrari's number one critic to their ambassador. Now watch them pull Mercedes and pull a car from under him. <laughs> no, for real? For real. I, I also learned I don't expect anything from dealerships. That's why I work so hard. And that's why I wanted to make so much money in the world to not put up with, with others. To not put up with shit. Right? Like, it's so weird to me that rich people want to put up with shit. Like, it, it makes no sense in my book. I bought my store out and I pay $100,000 over to not put up with that shit. Because I'm a moron. But I don't want to deal with the, oh, let me suck your dick, dealership. Let me buy all these cars. Uh, uh, like, I don't want to do that. Who wants to do that? Just pay the over, dude. No, you don't have, you have money to buy those cars, but you don't have money for the over and just fucking get it whenever you want it. So I don't care. Uh, and I told Ferrari this. 
I'm not, and by the way, Ferrari is really fucking nice to me. And they tell me, nah, put the order, do this. I appreciate it. I legitimately do. Lambo, same thing. But I'm not going to do it. I just rather be independent from all this crap and not deal with bullshit. So when Ferrari calls me and they're giving me feedback, I know it's like out of love, you know, because there's nothing they can do. I love it. <laughs> Anthony. Do you have an Aston uh, do you have Aston Martin socks or waiting a bit longer longer for buying? Oh, stocks. I don't believe in Aston Martin at all. I don't believe in Lawrence Stroll. I don't. I don't. And I've said it from the start. When this year they started so well, I told you guys, well, maybe here too. I said it's a cloud of smoke and it's gonna go down hard. And it's going down hard. I I love Aston Martin as a brand because of Ivan, you know, Galpin Ivan. I adore that motherfucker. And I, I Aston Martin has taken care of me before, and I appreciate them. But I don't believe at all in the company. I don't. I don't. And by the way, I want to buy a DVX. I love those. I love that DVX. It needs to be the right price. But I don't believe in the company. I don't. I'd never buy their stock. Unless they show me something new that I, you know, I'm, I'm always willing to change my mind. I'm not an idiot. And I think we all should be like that. Hey, Alejandro, the economy will crash by Halloween. I'm ethereal. I, I actually don't doubt it. What happened to Chekhov? The Red Bull contract is over. I think he might retire, but I have no idea, to be honest with you. I I. No clue. It would be just speculating. Thank you for all your work. Will you make some videos about investing? Your analysis is always top level. I'm going to reopen another channel to do that for you guys. Because I feel like I'm, I'm, I got really good now. Like really fucking good. I called the dollar getting strong. I called the oil going up. I called the housing coming down. I'm calling the cars coming down. Like I got it now on lockdown. I understand it. I also know that Bitcoin was not going to go up. Like all this shit, I understand it better than ever. And I feel really comfortable where I can not waste my time, but do it with you guys. Could you do a car documentary like you used to? I don't think uh, there's a market for that right now. I think everyone's just trying to do so many pretty things. And I want to focus on real. Because real's gone. The shit that you guys watch is unbearable. I'm sorry. I don't watch. I'm not saying I'm better than them. But I just want to see real. I want to see people having fun. I want to see what's that like, you know, what that experience is like, what that's like. That's what I'm bringing to the table. And especially I'm having so much fun doing some stuff with Belen. Al, any thoughts on the UK housing market? You guys are in for a fucking treat. If you have money, get ready because the buying opportunities are around the corner. Been fascinated with the Gunter lately, especially the Turbo. Would you ever consider getting one? I really like them too. The Gunter works, guys. They're doing a hell of a job. I messaged them when uh, they came out with the turbo to ask him how much it was. They told me everything. Damn. The, the one thing I just can't do is wait. I can't. With a singer, I try to buy one million dollars. I'm not going to fucking pay a million dollars for a singer. But uh, they do a hell of a job, those, those guys, too. It's just hard. You should bring back Baking Bake. Honestly, I'm terrified of doing it. YouTube deleted that channel without telling me, and they told me one more time you do this shit, you're done. And I don't want them to delete my 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 channels. How do you finance your first car and how did you make money? 
how did I finance my first car? And how did I make, and how did you make money? So I didn't finance my first car. Obviously, it was given to me when I was a kid at 17. Thank God. I had a Jetta. And then in the United States, it was way easier to get a credit back then than now. So the first nice car I bought in the U.S., it's really embarrassing, was an SLK. <laughs> a Mercedes SLK. And how I financed it, dude, I begged them and the interest rate was ridiculous. I put a lot of money down, but by that, by that time, I already had worked for so long, had saved so much money. I didn't mind even buying it all, but I did it so that I could grow my credit. It was the worst, the worst. Ale, what do you think of the Lotus elect Electric Compact? Does it level up with the Model X Abrivian? I don't know. I want to go see it. I really love the, uh, I really love the way that it looks. I love the concept of it, but I need to see it. Until I see it, I can't. I can't tell you. This guy bought a Q8 e-tron and didn't search. Oh, come on! Why you gotta fucking attack another person? They're all CCXs with the body kits and more power. Controversial opinion. <laughs> Farhan. <laughs> Favorite F1 driver when it comes to skills? I think Max Verstappen. I mean, you're seeing it right now. Other than Max Verstappen, I'm a massive Lewis, Lewis fan, and I think Lewis can actually uh, uh, not only still has it, he's up there. I think there's Max in his own category right now. Then you have Lewis and Fernando. Right underneath, you have Leclerc. You have uh, uh, Lando Norris. You have Russell, arguably. And I would put Carlos Sainz in there. I would close that with Carlos Sainz because he's so fucking underrated. And underneath, I would say Checo, uh, Ocon. Although Checo whooped Ocon's ass for so many years. I would say it's Checo. Yeah, I would say oh, oh, Albon, Checo, Gasly, Ocon, style drivers, kind of, like at that level. By, I think, by the way, I'm a massive Piastri fan, and it hurts me if you guys know me and why. It hurts me, but I'm a massive, massive Piastri fan. I came in here, one of the few Let's Talk About Cars you know, that I've done with Formula One. I told you guys this before the, the hype train started going. He's unreal. And Lawson? Wow. Like, I don't think people are putting enough weight on what Lawson just did. I really don't think so. Incredible. It's all dependent on the mentality of the consumer when dealing with the life cycle of a product. You're attracted to the introduction phase, early adopters, hence your Strata. Or you mean Storato. Cool to see you live about cars. Thanks, Alejandro. Thank you. By the way, again, this is not my, my house. Just staying here for a little bit. He went from transmission with no gears to it's a manual with an automatic option transmission. Yeah, dude. That You're talking about the Koenigsegg thing. Absolutely. Just get the Bayan. Just get the Bayan? I don't know what that is. All right, boys. I'm going to go. It's been an hour and 15 minutes. I appreciate you. I'm going to start coming back. I'm going to try to do like little segments on car news because I think it's so interesting. Why not?
just little chats with you and obviously continue to do the vlogs and all that stuff. Sergio and I are going to Qatar. We're going to have some fun to watch Formula One. I'm sure we'll document some of the stuff because they also have the Geneva Motor Show in Qatar now. Did you guys fucking know that? The Geneva Motor Show is going to take place in Qatar in October. So it's interesting. Uh, so yeah, let's see how that is. And then we're going to go to the one in Vegas. So we'll see you there. But before that, we have so many cars to share with you guys. We have the 765LT, uh, the all the electric Mercedes, the Raptor R, which is incredible. And all of these new things that for me are new. And again, I'm not here reviewing or anything. I'm just showing them to you through my point of view and the problems that I'm dealing with my wife. We need to get Valina car. And I'm still trying to figure out how to be the most annoying version of myself when I do that. So there's more to come. Thank you all of you for joining me today. And let's talk about Carcio. And I'll see you next week. No, no. I'll see you almost every day. Take care.